Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 81. Joining us on today's show is Chris Miles. Chris is the cash flow expert, an author, speaker, and podcast host of Chris Miles Money Show. He is a leading authority in teaching business owners and professionals how to quickly free up and create cash flow. He has helped thousands and featured on U.S. News and CNN Money. Along with his company, Money Ripples, getting his clients fast, life-altering financial results is his top priority. Chris's clients have increased their cash flow by over $100 million in the last seven years alone. Good morning, Chris. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Good morning. Pleasure to be on with you guys. Hey, it's great to have you here. And cash flow, man, there is one area that major corporations really throw whole departments at because of the financial benefits to it. Scaling that down a bit and looking at cash flow for the small business owner and the entrepreneur. But let's start out with what got you into the cash flow side of the equation? You know, I started out being like every other traditional financial advisor kind of guy you've ever heard of. I mean, given the same advice you've heard on TV, right? You know, same thing about save everything you've got for 5 million years, pay off all your debt and suffer, sacrifice, and just suck your entire life away, right? Just to, to try to find some sort of financial freedom. And I did that for four years. And then I quickly realized that it's kind of crap. You know, the big aha to me that started to say, shake my tree in a sense, right? Really shake my confidence in what uh, financial advisors and all the traditional conventional financial advice teaches is I had a, a brother-in-law who was the son of a wealthy business owner in Utah. And it took three years to get the confidence to speak to him. And so I put on my best suit. I spent hours on a presentation just to prepare for him, right? Because I knew, you know what? I know more than this guy does. And so I go in. I even brought the best guy from my office just to back me up, right? And as we sat down, I gave this presentation. And my brother-in-law says, you know, that's nice. You know, this is a great presentation. So, Chris, let me ask you a question. If I just give you $10,000 just to play with, right? Gamble with or whatever. You know, what could you do? And I said, well, you know, you never know. We can put it in the market and can't guarantee it. But the average has been 12%. Because back in the early 2000s, we all believed that 12% was real, right? Yeah, it was normal. Yeah, that's been, that's, <laughs> yeah, Those yeah, were good times. Yeah, since 2000 BC, 12% has been like the <laughs> average, right? And uh, he's like, okay, so that's 1200 bucks I can make in a year with that ten grand." He's like, now, Chris, I could take $10,000. And one of the family businesses, they had lots of dealerships. And so he had a dealership that was a truck dealership. He says, I can go and take 10 grand, put a down payment on a semi truck, turn around a few months later, make 10,000 more, making a total of $20,000 in a couple of months. So Chris, why would I invest my money with you? And being trained the way I was, I just say, well, you should be diversified. You shouldn't pull all your eggs in one basket. Putting in business is risky. And uh, he just kind of smiled at me and said, all right, well, thanks for your time. And it's interesting because I'm glad he didn't do anything with me because he pointed out a great thing is that really like the best investment is in your business. It's not just about saving for the long haul, all that kind of stuff, because that really that's just stuff that banks and financial institutions teach advisors and other experts that are in the media to tell you to do, but it's really a bunch of crap. And so finally, after that and meeting other millionaires, I realized that they didn't think the same about money that I was teaching. They thought the exact opposite. 
And so in March 2006, I finally said, enough's enough. I got to leave this. I can't stay in integrity and teach this crap anymore. So I left. And I ended up leaving that. I said, I'll just do mortgages. I'll you know do some other stuff. I want to go teach ballroom dancing again, you know, things like that, right? And then uh, while I was doing that, I realized like I wanted to learn what these guys knew. And so I started to be mentored by them. And what's amazing is even though I didn't have a ton of cash available, it wasn't like I had massive amounts of savings stored, I was still able to retire by June of 2006. And it blew my mind that I had enough cash flow to generate it that I didn't have to keep working. And I was only 28 years old at the time. And it was a huge epiphany to me. And I've been through all kinds of stuff. I mean, to see that cash flow is powerful. I, mean, I remember like going through a time where I was over a million dollars in debt and $16,000 in the hole each month too, between my business and my personal life. So I've seen what the lack of cash can do as well as the abundance of it. And I can tell you, having been there twice now, like I got back, that was during the right recession with a lot of real estate and things going on. But having been able to fight back from that without filing for bankruptcy or anything else, coming back even stronger to where now I even do better financially than I did in 2006. You know, It always comes back down to cash flow. And really through that real experience, not to mention hundreds of clients that have helped save an average of 34000 a year, just small business owners and things like that. That's where the, the real magic's happened. And, and that's kind of where it got me to where I am as a cash flow expert. That's great, Chris. And on the front side of the cash flow, what are your thoughts as far as improving the volume of cash coming into the cash flow management cycle? You know, it, it's got to be twofold. I mean, one, we got to make sure we're managing expenses, right? We got to make sure that we're watching what's going in and what's going out. Not just what's going out, by the way. Like you said, there's departments focused on cash flow. Sometimes they get overly focused on the expense side, but not on the income side, right? So you, you need to manage both. But I'll tell you, on the volume side, if you want to try to increase sales volume, it really always comes back down to one key principle. And this doesn't matter where you are in business. It doesn't matter if you're making hundreds of millions of dollars in your business or you're making a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, It's really the same. Is that it comes down to one key principle. And this is what got me to retire in the first place, is I stopped asking, how do I make more money in my business? In fact, I would tell you, remove that question forever from your vocabulary because it's a dumb question. It hasn't worked for generations. <laughs> you know, how many people have asked, how do I make more money, right? That hasn't really worked. Chris, that's oh, like the number one questions that business owners ask us is how do we generate more revenue? How to make more money in the business? And that's the wrong question to ask because what happens, you're asking for the effect, not the cause of money. And that's why they keep asking the question, well, how do I do it? How do I do it? Well, because you don't understand the principle that creates money in the first place, which is value. Dollars follow value that you create for other people. Instead of asking how I make more money, start asking, how do I create more value for more people? How do I solve problems that they're asking? Which, by the way, in today's world, there are more problems than there are solutions right now. So how do we create solutions? How do we add value? How do we do something in a way that serves people that they want to exchange dollars saying, I need that in my life more than these pieces of paper that are in my wallet. And that's the key. And when I started obsess over that myself, that's when freedom came. That's when it became easy. Otherwise, it seems so mysterious how to make more money. The question is, again, what are people wanting? What are they asking for? And focus on that. Focus on what they're whining about. You know, like that's, that's one of the best ways to figure out how to make more money. I mean, that's really how I came to be where I am. Because how many financial people do you know that tell you, hey, if you do this strategy for 5, 10, 15, 20, 40 years, you'll pay off all your debt or you'll save up all your money so you can someday retire if you're still alive, right? But who actually tells you, here's how you actually have cash flow in your pocket today. Here's how you actually have more money right now. And so 
they found more by experience and, and somewhat, you could call it accident, you can call it serendipity or whatever, but I call it really that there are no accidents in life that that kind of called me that direction because nobody was serving a way that says, where's the money today? And so that's where my focus became. I wasn't focused on just planning out for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years out. It's like, no, what about right now? Because if I get effect right now, then that can actually start helping people tomorrow too. So I think that's the biggest focus is when you're looking at your business, find out like, what is it that really creates value for people? What is it that you really offer that people want? And then figure out how you can do it either on a bigger scale, like to serve more people or do it on a deeper scale, which is how do I have fewer people that I'm serving, but deepen the value? How do I increase that value? Because if your focus is just to make, you know, $1 million, for example, in your business, you know, the big thing you're going to be looking at is, okay, well, I can either serve a million people at a dollar value at a time, or I can serve, you know, 10 people at a $100,000 value at a time. It just really depends on how you're looking at it. I love the way that you reframe that, right? So you're kind of changing it to a leading indicator versus what the outcome might be. And that really helps you move towards action. Exactly. So Chris, within your business, there's a lot of ways that you can generate more value, you know, either in existing services or an expansion of services or products. Can you give us an example of how you've helped clients do this? Uh, you know, for example, I've got a client that just reached out to me recently. She does a lot of things with self-care, you know, a lot of things to basically make somebody look pretty, right? Oh, and we could all a lot of different help too. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I know I need help there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, basically everything to make you look clean and, and nice. If you go on the beach, that kind of stuff, right? You know, and she had a lot of products she was selling, several different products. And she would even do a lot of online sales with it. And uh, as we're looking at it, we try to look at, okay, what's really the most effective thing? Like I like to look, if you'd like a book, that's a great book to read. It's called The Pumpkin Plan, where they talk about, you know, how you grow the biggest prize pumpkins. You cut off all the smaller ones and you let the biggest one get fed from the vine, right? And so eventually she's like, okay, we got to look at this. And pretty soon she got rid of like three products, brought in a brand new one that was similar to her primary product, her main product, which was spray tanning. And as we started to look at the numbers, she's like, hey, wait, this is actually really good. In fact, this could actually double my numbers with just one product versus all these little products that kind of add little streams of income. But this right here, this adds one big stream of revenue. And so that became the focus now is starting to add the spray tanning and not to mention, I mean, all the logistics of how to use it. Like she has the, the location and everything to do it on site as well, not just online. And then there are now, ironically enough, now there's other supporting products she's using that are actually her competitor's products. But she went to them and said, hey, you've got a great in-store location, but I do great online sales. Cut me a commission of that. And so now she just keeps continually refining. It's like, not only do we do her main business, but now she's adding a line that is supportive of it. And now she's taking her competitors' products and selling them for her competitors. And I think that's key too, is kind of knowing what your industry is doing. Because when you really look around, you realize, hey, there's people around. And it's not a dog-eat-dog world where it's scarcity, right? Scarcity just drives away and destroys businesses. When you come from a place of abundance and non-competition, it's huge. And, and that's kind of what she did. So let me give you another example of a practice owner. He was out in the Midwest. And it was interesting. He was 62 years old. For three years in a row, his business has started to decline. He was kind of burning out. He was at a point where now he's feeling like he's kind of paycheck to paycheck. He was profitable, but now he was kind of at the point where you know, the profit wasn't great. He was bringing home money, but it just wasn't doing it for him. And so he kind of came to me for help at that point, which is not the easiest place to come from, but that's where we were. And as we started to really look at it, and I look at both the business and the personal cash flow, as I've kind of mentioned here, right? 
And I was looking at it, it's like, okay, there's some things in business we can tweak a little bit, and that's great. But most of it I was finding on his personal side. And I looked at it and I said, okay, here's the deal. You know, you got some different loans and stuff. We can actually restructure some of your debt. Because I've realized that when you have more cash flow, you have more options. And what I mean by cash flow is profit, right? When you have more profit, you have more options. You, you actually free up. And that's where the freedom comes. I was like, you know what your best thing we can do here is you've got a half million dollars sitting in an IRA, just sitting there in the market. What if we took your retirement, you know, the thing that he loved, right? Or he was hoping for. What if we took like $100,000 of that and did restructure some of your loans and did some things, paid off a few loans and kept some other ones and did that and uh, basically used the least amount of dollars to get the biggest ROI here, we can actually free up and increase your cash flow by $50,000 a year with just a hundred grand. And he's like, yeah, but Chris, how am I going to retire? Okay, let me repeat this. hundred grand to make a guaranteed 50000 a year. Yeah, but how am I going to retire? <laughs> okay, this is your retirement. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and finally, it was his wife. His wife said, honey, listen, you still have $400,000. What's the deal? This makes sense. So he kind of did all a leap of faith. But here's what's amazing. We did it. Within about a month and a half, we freed up 50000 a year. So over 4000 a month was back in his life. So now that's money he doesn't need at home, right? So he started to relax. Here's just amazing though. His sales numbers shot up because he started to relax. If you've ever known in business, like whenever you're not relaxing, you tend to stress out and you tend to drive business away. You get that what I call business breath, right? Like people can just tell that you need money and they just don't trust you. They don't know why, but they just get this weird, icky feeling from you. Well, he started to relax a little bit. He started to have passion come back into his business again. And the next thing you know, within a matter of a couple months, his revenue jumped up by $2,000 a month just by doing that. So in total, we ended up finding an extra $70,000 a year, both for money saved and then money earned just because he relaxed. And the coolest thing is he was happy. And the thing is, there was almost that domino effect. It just kept growing like a snowball effect because he was just like, hey, this is great. And now people are saying yes more often. So even when you look at his indicators, his sales conversion ratios increased just because, again, he was able to relax. He wasn't stressed and he was starting to love his business again. And I think that's the overall reason why cash flow is so critical is that people tend to ignore it. Sometimes people just try to make more money. And what ends up happening is that they miss out on the whole picture, which is really how do you create more freedom? And that's where cash flow really does create freedom for you. I've got other examples of like chiropractors and dentists. I've worked with hundreds of those guys. Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, we deal with a lot of medical practices and other services where it's really the challenge for the business owner is they are the primary delivery vehicle, right? So uh -huh. it's all, you know, it's all about how many appointments can I squeeze into a day? So they have the double whammy of they can't even get a break out of the business at all, let alone be strategic about how to increase value. So what have you seen be effective there? Yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys, like they get so caught up in it, eventually they say, you know, if I want to get away from my practice, then I have to just go and coach other people how to get out of theirs, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> which can be dangerous. <laughs> you know, like I'm just going to make a leap, you know, and becomes you need to quit and just do something else. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I tell you, a lot of practice owners I talk to, they actually love what they do. And some of them would keep doing it as long as their health allows them to. Um, so my whole goal is how can I get them to have the choice to retire? Even if they don't take that choice, they just say, hey, cool, I can take time off or whatever, but I'm staying in this practice while others want to get out. And so it depends. But I, I'll tell you, a lot of times, like, yeah, I mean, they become a commodity because they become so dependent upon their time. They're trading time for money, not value, like we mentioned earlier. So when I look at that, I start looking at what are other streams of income we can add? You know, what other streams of revenue can we add to that business without distracting them from their main business? 
Because I'll tell you, there's sometimes people add something or they'll try to add another project or another business or side business or something like that. And it can actually take away more revenue from the business than it adds to the revenue. That's why the whole multiple streams of income, you got to be careful because I remember the first time I did that, I started you know, like four new businesses with multiple streams of income at almost at the same time. And my overall income, although I had multiple streams, my overall income dropped. The management was a headache and everything else. And I was spending like a lot of hours just looking at spreadsheets and, and reports and things like that. And eventually what I did, I ended up cutting off three of them and my income skyrocketed back up. And so there's got to be focus and you got to phase them in like usually like one at a time, not just all at once. And so we look for things like chiropractors or even dentists, like you know, other side products we can offer, like products that they can actually use that can be sold. And can they be done online, not just in the office, although that's a great place to do it, but could they also be sold online? And we look at other services, like other complementary businesses that can help add value, especially with chiropractors. I mean, a natural one's like a massage therapist, right? But even like nutrition, you know, bringing in nutritionists and things like that, you know, bring in like even people that do fitness, really create an overall wellness. In fact, I had a client from Manhattan that, I mean, he was only cash flowing himself. He was only bringing in for himself 60,000 a year, which in Manhattan, as you probably know, is like living in poverty, right? Yeah, very tough. And he had a team. I mean, he was paying them, but he wasn't being paid a lot himself. And, and I remember it was amazing. He would fly his whole team out to Utah. He wanted to get his whole team on board. He wanted to get them sold on the vision. He wanted to get them there, you know, and wanted to get them to a, a whole new level of thinking. And it started happening. It started clicking for them. And it became more of a mission, not just a commission, right? It was more about how do they actually go and add amazing amounts of value to people and, and create this amazing wellness practice, not just focused on chiropractic, but on anything that's going to help improve somebody's lifestyle. And I'll tell you, three years later, you know, looking at the same guy, his business was well over a million bucks, but he is starting to personally bring in over 300 grand a year. I mean, massive transformation just because, again, he wasn't trying to do it all at once, but it was one thing at a time, focus on it, get it systemized and in place, and then move on. That was the key. It takes amazing patience to be able to do one at a time and, and grow incrementally, but the results yeah. show it. Trying to dive yeah. in with everything. Many entrepreneurs try to do it all and just burn themselves out. So on the cash flow side, are there any key indicators that there's some cash flow problems within the cash flow management side? There can be. Um, I mean, for example, I mean, sometimes I have a team of experts I work with as well, like CPAs, attorneys, invest people and things like that. Sometimes when I have them look, work with my CPA, we'll figure out what their industry is and then figure out what should be the typical percentages of expenses going to different areas. I mean, now I look at stuff as well, just because I have to see where they can do it from a big picture point of view, right? Not just expenses, but I'll tell you, I mean, marketing is a big one. That's a big waste for a lot of people. It's still amazing me. People still advertise the yellow pages, even if it's online. It's like, I, I've never seen anybody get any benefit from yellow pages, right? So I'm looking at marketing. I'm looking at where they're putting their money there. I had one client in Colorado where I told him after we we're done, after looking at his numbers, I said, you're addicted to stuff and staff. Because the guy had so many people employed that he and his wife were working over probably about 100 hours a week between the two of them, but only bringing in about $100,000 a year personally, right? And they had so many staff members. I'm, I'm thinking, what the heck? Like You have to produce over 50000 a month so you can bring home 10000 a month. And these people, what are they doing for you, really? Like, how's this helping your practice? Like, you're running your tail off. You should be the highest paid person here. And they're just like, well, we got to have our team. We got to have these people. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's more of a um, friends and family program rather than a team program. 
It really is. Mm-hmm. It's like good grief, you know. So, so I look at the things like that. Like, are they wasting money on things they shouldn't be? I, I had one dentist that went his practice. He was looked at his stuff, and we were looking at money leaks there. And just between the different things, I mean, some of it was marketing, some of it was a little bit of staff, but not much there. A lot of it was just not paying attention to their numbers. Right? He was losing over sixteen thousand a month in his practice. By the way, after we already found over six thousand a month on his personal side of his finances too. So. I mean, by the end of the year, we found over 300 grand just between these different areas. But, you know, a lot of it was just the fact that they weren't monitoring and watching where they're spending money. They're just spending money on whatever. You know, they'd go out and blow money on food quite a bit, which is fine. I love doing retreats. I love investing in my people, but it was going overboard. So that's a big area. Another area I see as well for a lot of business owners is that they're not even paying attention like how much they actually earn for the service or product they're offering. You know, for example, I've dealt with a lot of practice owners, right? If they're insurance-based, it amazes me if we start breaking down like which type of insurances they take, sometimes they get paid almost nothing for the insurance provider they use. For example, we had one doc where the insurance company they were using, for every patient visit they had, they were earning $4 per patient visit. Four. <laughs> it wasn't like the majority of their business, but it was still like, it was probably about 20% of their business was going through that insurance company. And I was like, cut that off. In fact, a lot of practice owners, I try to get them to cash only if they can. I mean, it doesn't work for every industry, but if you're like chiropractic or even dentistry, that can happen. You know, it can happen more easily. It's the worst thing for their cash cycle, right? I mean, they're just always in collection mode. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yeah. And then you have to payroll people to pay attention to your collections all the time. Yeah, they're going through audits like every few years. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know, especially if they do Medicare, Medicaid, things like that. So... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, every business is different. I mean, you got to be monitoring, like, what's really happening? Is it really worth the effort? And that's kind of what I look at is like, okay, is this really working for you? Is it really producing or is it more consuming? Because if it's just consuming and sucking your life away, it's not worth it. You know, even if it's something emotionally you love. Chris, you've given us so many great examples. I know my wheels are turning on, you know, how to create more value in the business and also what kinds of expenses to keep an eye on to really increase your cash flow. Where can I start? Where should I begin? You know, I know everybody's at a different level here. And maybe some of you guys are even monitoring your cash flow to a certain degree. You might be monitoring your revenue. But but I'll tell you this is like, it's going to simply be slow down and take a look. Because I'll tell you, most business owners I've dealt with, they're almost so caught up in working in the business. They forget to work on the business, right? They're so caught up in just trying to generate that revenue that sometimes they don't slow down enough to just take a breath and just look and kind of scope around. It's almost like maybe we're trying to go out and we're hiking through the woods and we're just trying to trek along and get to where we're trying to go as fast as we can, but we're really lost in the woods. And sometimes it's just a matter of stop, get your bearings about you and figure out where you are. In the financial sense, what that really means is, it's like, yeah, let's start looking at that. I mean, if you're using QuickBooks or whatever system you're using, great. Start to monitor that. Start to monitor your expenses. Start to monitor your income. Start to monitor like what's really driving your business. You know, what marketing is actually working? What's not? I realized when I started focusing on just the one or two things that work for marketing my business, that's when it got easy. Like I worked so much less to create more. And I mean, if you can just focus on, on getting yourself to a place to know where you are, it gets to be much easier, especially when I'm looking at it, I can see much easier. Hey, we can get you to focus on this get rid of all the distractions, get rid of all the busy work and just focus on what works. You know, focus on growing that pumpkin to be as big as possible, right? And make it a big prize pumpkin. And that becomes the money that's in your pocket. So I think that's where it starts is just, you got to be monitoring like, and knowing what you're doing, like where are your sales coming from? You know, where's your money going? 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And then figuring it out, you know, and really what trajectory are you on? Are you, are you increasing? Are you decreasing? Is it a healthy level? Are you, you kind of stagnant? Are you plateauing? Are you burning out? You know, those are the kind of things you need to address. So really just get your bearings about you and know where you are right now. If you know where you are, it's very easy to figure out how to get you there. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Really enjoyed our time with you. Hey, you're very welcome. It's been an honor to be here with you guys. Chris, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, like I mentioned, my average client finds about 34000 or so a year in both money they've saved as well as money they've earned. If you want to get kind of like those easy tips, if you're a reader, you like to see it, a good place to go is go to my website, www.moneyripples.com. That's M-O-N-E-Y-R-I-P-P-L-E-S.com. And there's a free ebook on there called Beyond Rice and Beans, Seven Secrets to Free Up Cash Today, where or actually my like seven biggest areas that the business owners I've worked with find cash, like where they find money, whether they make it or whether they save it. And then the other way is if you're more audible, if you like podcasts like this, you know, I invite you to f- follow my show, The Chris Miles Money Show on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Our guest today has been Chris Miles, the cash flow expert and founder of Money Ripples and the Chris Miles Money Show podcast. You can learn more about Chris as well as find links to his ebook, podcast, and website in our show notes at businessownersradio.com. This episode has been sponsored by Align for Business. That's aligned, the number four, business.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.